Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. The Bible has a way with words. You can quote me on that. Scripture is more than history. Scripture is more than commandments and parables. Scripture is poetry. And hearing familiar words once more evokes powerful images and emotions. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Therefore, because of the potency of Scripture, we should read it not with our whole brain, not only paying attention to the who, the what, the where, and the when, but also how the words and phrases move you, what speaks to you, what stands up and says, hey, pay attention to me. I read, or at least I hope I read, today's gospel with that kind of awareness. And the word that spoke to me was hypocrite. Not the most fun, not the cuddliest of words, but there it is, like a sand spur in the foot. Hypocrite. Jesus said, so whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites. Very little angers Jesus more than hypocrisy. If you read all four Gospels back to front to back, Jesus is constantly railing against hypocrites. Religious authorities meant to be evangelists of God's holiness and love, but instead putting barriers between God and God's people. Powerful people who, instead of using their power to help the powerless, seek to add to their own power. Disciples who, instead of listening to what Jesus is saying, project their own wants and expectations on a Savior who is a whole lot different than anyone ever expected. Hypocrites were everywhere. And not only can we find hypocrites in the Bible, but we see them today, too. Turn on the television, 
drive down the road, run into a neighbor at the store, and we often see hypocrites. And we don't use that word in polite company. Oh, Janice, lovely party. By the way, your husband is a complete hypocrite. And these crab puffs are the bomb. We save words like hypocrite for when we are alone and when we can spit it at the other with contempt and dark delight. Hypocrite can be a very satisfying word. But on this Ash Wednesday, we must ask, who are the actual hypocrites? Are they only the ones we see at a distance? Are they that guy sitting next to you at the game? Are they acquaintances or neighbors or friends? Am I a hypocrite? Are you a hypocrite? How often do we drive down the road cursing that person who didn't use their turn signal or cut us off, but then we blithely glance at that text message endangering who knows how many around us? How often do we turn on our television, tune in to our news channel of choice, and rail against the immortality, criminality, and lack of patriotism of the other side, but fail to see the arrogance, close-mindedness, and need for reform among those who we choose to follow? How often do we complain about the injustices we suffer, yet refuse to listen to others who have been wronged, or fail to recognize the systems we participate in that perpetrate injustice? How often do we offer grace to someone else? Tell them, come as you are. You don't have to bring anything. Rock those sweatpants. But when we pass a mirror, our cutting critique of ourself is sharper than a surgeon's scalpel. Lent is a time to shed our hypocrisies. Lent is a time to put down those things that separate ourselves from, separate us from ourselves, from our sister and brother, and those things that separate us from God. Lent is a time to stop lying to ourselves and to the world about who we are and how we feel. Lent is a time for mindfulness, stillness, awareness, as the young people say, being woke. Lent is a time to strip away all the stuff weighing us down, to stand before the Lord unadorned and unshielded and say, here I am. To paraphrase that great theologian, Kenny Loggins, this is it. Make no mistake who you are. And then we hear God's response in the words of today's psalm. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger and of great kindness. He will not always accuse us, accuse us nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickedness. For the heavens are high above the earth, and so is his mercy great upon those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. We stand before the Lord, expecting to be rejected, 
And instead, we are loved because God made us out of love, says we are loved, and despite our best efforts, he loves us no matter what. This morning, I had the great privilege of participating in the Ash Wednesday service at St. Andrew's School, and I sat in front of the pre-K-3 students, and they were fully themselves. <laughs> Some were perfectly appointed in lovely monogrammed bows in their hair. Some looked barely awake. One either coughed or sneezed every five seconds constantly throughout the sermon. One could not resist chatting with his neighbor. And one had a very large, puffy winter coat that they proceeded to hide underneath for the entirety of the service. <laughs> and there was not a hint of hypocrisy. They may be children. They might be whiny or grumpy, or hungry, or hit their sister, or refuse to share their cookies. But they are unapologetically themselves. And I know I need to be more like them. As we enter Lent once more, you may be giving something up, you may be taking something on, you may be eschewing chocolate, or Facebook, or Diet Coke, but don't give up on yourself. You are holy. You are good. And you are loved. And God needs you to be yourself. And if we can be ourselves, then we will truly experience a holy Lent. Amen. <laughs>